Welcome to Rooted and Reaching, a podcast from the Unitarian Universalist Congregation of Columbia in Columbia, Maryland, where we celebrate the beauty of our diversity. In our conversations here, we share stories of our journeys and explore ideas that challenge us in order to nurture the interdependent web of which we are all a part. We are rooted in faith, reaching for community. In this episode, we'll be chatting with Inga Heider, longtime member of UUCC. Inga will be telling us all about her 90th birthday skydive experience. Make sure to listen through till the end of this one. So we're here today to talk about your 90th birthday skydiving experience, right? Can you tell us who went with you and where did you go to do it? Okay, well, this was my third skydive and I had done two parachute jumps before that, long time earlier. But anyway, my first one was for my 80th birthday, 10 years ago. And then I did one for my sister's 80th a year after that. So this was my third one. And I did it at the Baltimore uh, skydive, just an hour's drive. And I had a lot of friends from the village in Howard. That's an organization called the village in Howard who accompanied me and were there with posters and everything and cake and cupcakes and also friends from from the UU who were there. And so I got there and uh, since this was my third skydive, I really wasn't very nervous. I had to sign a lot of things that, oh my gosh, if I'd read all the things that I had to sign, I'd still be there. Lots of paperwork. <laughs> when I got to the airport. <laughs> okay, so I've never skydived and I'm not sure I ever will, but did you, how did you decide that you were going to be a skydiver? Is that well, that's, a, yeah, that's the right a, question to ask? Yeah, not everyone's no. a skydiver. Yeah, I, I was running a business, roommate referrals, and I would interview people in my home. And one of them was a, 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 a parachutist. And so I started going with him a few, t- a few Saturdays. And I learned that if you skydive, as opposed to parachuting, you don't have to, you don't have to do all this uh, learning how to fall and stuff like that. You just get hooked onto somebody. So I kept waiting and waiting, and they never that never happened when I was accompanying him. But then um, somehow I found out about the uh, skydive place in in, uh, in on the eastern shore, hmm. and I had several people come with me from work from my work, um, which was doing volunteer work in, at, at the Bain Center, and also some people that I knew from church. So there were four of us who, who did the skydive at the same time. So how did the feelings change? Like the first time, I assume you were nervous and scared, right? Or, yeah, you might say I was nervous, yes. Or what, can you describe the different feelings going into the first skydive versus this last one? Well, the first one, um, I had I had to do some training and mm-hmm. to how to position myself uh, and and we they put on a um, you know and since I had never never done that but I was pretty confident because I knew I was going to be hooked onto somebody right. who had to do it so I wasn't really scared just a little bit nervous 
And then that was, it was really a great, a great uh, experience. And I enjoyed it and looking over the Eastern shore and, and the bay and everything. Yeah, what were you thinking about when you were in the air or were you just taking in the view? Oh yeah, just taking in the view. You know, we circled all around. I could see the bay and uh, and the whole of, of, of the Eastern shore practically, really lovely. And how long are you in the air for? Just a few, just a few minutes. It took longer to for the airplane to get up to altitude than for than for us to come down. Uh, and and at that time, the first one, I had paid for a photographer. Mm. And that that time, the photographer was floating right in front of us uh, with his camera or her camera. And uh, so that was interesting too. Um, and then the, when the shoot go, when the shoot opens, you suddenly go up, or you stop falling, I guess it is. And that's when uh, the the photographer doesn't keep track of you, can't keep track of you anymore. And then you just parachute down. And what was the landing like? Gentle, rough? What was it like? <laughs> no, it was very gentle. I think the first time. I landed in his lap and that was really nice. And then the second time that I did it when I was 80 um, was in Arizona. And that was with my sister. And there were seven of us all together at that time. And by the way, the, the first time on the Eastern shore, I, um, I had a cake that read Jump for Joy. Aww. And uh, some other people, Joel, Bastow came from his home and brought a, a, a bouquet of flowers. And also, the, uh, it was written up by, by Diane Brown, who went along and was in the plane, even. She was an, a co-pilot. Wow. And so she took pictures there, too, in the plane of all of us. We all fitted into the same plane with our parachute partners, of course. So that was really good. Do you have any tips or advice for someone who is interested in skydiving? Like what they should wear or should you not eat a lot the night before? Are there any little tips you can think of that are helpful? <laughs> no, it's really not. It's real that there isn't really any, any uh, disastrous um, feeling or upset or anything like that. Well, my sister didn't want to have her person that she was hooked onto circling. And he did that anyway. And she got a little bit dizzy. Mm. So, but I got half of my money back for that one because that wasn't supposed to be done. Inga, I feel like all of my questions are just demonstrating to you how scared I am of skydiving and how, <laughs> how awesome I think you are for doing it. Three oh, thank times. you. <laughs> but, you know, I, I really encourage anybody to try it because you just good. You're hooked onto somebody. And I'm, I can't climb a ladder. I'm afraid of heights. But I could still do that somehow. I don't know how that works. But then because I was hooked on to somebody right. who's doing all the work or she. Right. I saw I see something else on your list though that I could talk about bungee jumping and hang Oh, yeah, we can do that. You <laughs> talked about parachuting and then I was like, is it too much to ask? Have you gone bungee jumping or No, I would never do that. Hanging upside down, ooh, and bouncing, ooh, I'd be really afraid of that. I, just I mean, I agree. <laughs> <laughs> and hang gliding also seems a little bit scary, although I've known people who've done that and seen it, but that's also too scary. So you're solidly a skydiver. 
yeah. Daredevil. It That's seems your thing. Safer. It seems safer than a lot of other things. Even balloon going up in a balloon in those baskets. <laughs> you know, they fall over and get you get hurt. What you hear in the papers, but of course those are pretty rare since uh, a lot of balloon, most balloonists do land safely. I would be very concerned about the wind. If I were yeah. up in a hot air balloon, for sure. Yeah, and standing for an hour or so, it doesn't appeal to me either. <laughs> so the last thing before we close, I have heard, of course, that you wrote a song for your mother. Mm-hmm. And I wondered if you could tell us a little bit of the background story of that song and how it came to be, and then maybe sing it for us. Okay. Okay, let me tell you about my song. Um I, this was based on a Gilbert and Sullivan song, and I, I'm a Gilbert and Sullivan fan from way, way back. Even went before I met my husband, I was listening in New York to the Saturday morning Gilbert and Sullivan hour all the time. But when I, when I started at um, Queens College, I met my husband in a performance of The Mikado by Gilbert and Sullivan. And from then on, we were singing and performing Gilbert and Sullivan shows with a company in Baltimore. Every every year we would put on two shows. So I got very familiar with Gilbert and Sullivan and did these elder hostels. They're now called Road Scholars uh, for older people for a week long thing. And I did several Gilbert and Sullivans and they also, they always choose a particular uh, opera to do. Mm -hmm. So this one, Princess Ida, which is one of my favorites. Um, I went to this one in Connecticut in um, the year 2000, 20 years ago, and we were assigned to, to put new words to what they call a patter song. Every Gilbert and Sullivan opera has a patter song. And this one, uh, the original was by an, a, a cranky old man who was nasty to everybody, and he doesn't know why. <laughs> At the end, so... The last two two lines of this song, She Taught Me Joy, is the equivalent of I Don't Know Why in the original. But anyway, uh-huh. that's only for people who know the opera. So I I came up with this after a week long, after a week, um, I came up with this, with these words. And uh, <clears throat> I will try to sing it to you. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> it, it's got three verses. And at, at the end of each joy, you can join in by repeating the last line that I sing. Okay. I'll try. Um, if you give me your attention, I will tell you who I am. I'm a very happy person, and I owe it to my ma'am. My mother saw the good in everything that came her way, and she'd say anticipation is the best part of the fray. She traveled far and wide and made a good life for us all and showed me by example that my life could be a ball. She taught me things that serve me still, like chutzpah and crochet. And it never hurts to ask, and don't be shy, you are okay. And she taught me joy. And she taught me joy. That last part is a piano thing. Uh, I'm also really thankful to some folk who you may know, such as Oprah and her guests who really seem to help me flow. Like Sarah something Brennick, who says always grateful be for the blessings all around us that are countless as the sea. 
and all the clever people who invent such wondrous things, such as elevators, solitaire, and spicy chicken wings. I'm full of awe at nature, too. My mother always was, like butterflies and clouds above, and little chickies fuzz, and I'm full of joy. And I'm full of joy. So here I am, a happy kid at 70 years of age, finding love and joy and challenges in all that I engage. I'll keep on elder hustling and meeting marvelous folk and learning things and having fun until it's time to croak. Now, if you wish to have more joy in all that life can bring, please do only that which brings you bliss and life will be a fling. And practice loving everything and everyone you meet. You will always get more done with love. It's really, really neat. And I wish you joy. And I wish you joy. Oh, my gosh. It's impossible <laughs> to not love that. <laughs> oh, thank you. Thank you. I mean, I don't know why anyone would try to not love it. Thank you so much for singing that. Yeah, you're welcome. And thank you so much for talking with me. You're welcome. You're welcome. Thank you for asking me. Of course. How could we, you know, it would have been a major, major oversight to not ask you about your skydive. <laughs> oh, thank you. I encourage everybody to try it. So I think about it anyway. I'm always, I am always surprised when I hear somebody, oh, I've always wanted to do that. <laughs> well, it's in my brain a lot now. I'm just like, okay, Inga skydive three times. Yeah. I feel like a strong, you know, independent woman. I can skydive, but right. we'll see. We'll see. Right. And, uh, you know, the people in Baltimore, Baltimore skydivers, pretty good people. Yeah. Okay. All right. Have a great day. Bye.